welcome. Welcome. To, uh, I'm not going to order. <laughs> I'm Emily Walvoid. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. And today we have a not-so-special guest. Hey. My <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Ko, with the same last name. Uh, famously, you've heard her at the beginning and end of every episode of this podcast. Yes, the best theme song for any podcast. And sometimes in the background of some of our more recent episodes. <laughs> Flattering <laughs> about sort of using my kitchen <laughs> a holy sound yeah you're really using a, a, a texture you know uh today we brought ko on to discuss music i don't know what we're gonna call this episode because we're just reviewing we're just sort of creating uh the ultimate asian american playlist i think that's a great title for it because that's what we're doing it is with the heavy bias that uh we have blind spots Basically, I only know Japanese music. There's going to be very little non-Japanese music represented on this list. That's, you know, that's funny because that was a lot of who I found, too, who I was looking through my library. It just happened to be a lot of Japanese artists. <laughs> yeah. So there's music from all over that I just don't, I haven't discovered yet. So this is kind of a Crazy Rich Asians. It represents every Asian, <laughs> but actually only one very specific group, which is fine. If you're looking for more Japanese music, which everyone should be. It's true. And if people want to send us some more songs to listen to from other from other groups, do. Yeah. We'll do it as a kind of a round robin. We'll each go around. Emily, would you like to start? Oh boy. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm so nervous. All right. The first person that I have I had discovered recently, like this summer, was Conan Gray. I love Conan yeah so good he's half Japanese moved around as a kid a lot he said at one point when he was moving he was one of only five half Asian kids at his school which I can certainly that's a lot honestly but I can also relate to that I guess but I was like that's way more (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I'll play a little bit of one of his songs he's around our age young fella from what I understand kind of self-released a few of his albums early on and now he's doing more studio stuff so let's play a clip Taste of Conan Gray. Cole, you know him too. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. Where did he grow up? Um, California. Sounds like mostly. I think moved around a lot. Yeah, grew up a little bit in Texas. I think he, from what I under remember or understand, went to UCLA for a hot minute and then dropped. Yeah. Out. Yeah, sounds like moved around a lot. Lived in Japan for a little bit. Growing okay. up, and yeah, and then yeah, in Texas mostly. Sounds like. Wow. Okay. So us, Texas and California. <laughs> have yeah. Whoa, that's huge for the us community. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is going to be fun, also, because I was telling Co, I don't remotely know what music you listen to. I don't know what music. Me? Yeah, I feel like I don't really listen to music, and neither do like many of our friends so we just never talk yeah 
So I just have no idea what anybody listens to. So this is going to be fun. I mean, usually, yeah, usually when I listen to things, like if I have time to listen to something, I'll listen to podcasts, Yeah. <laughs> um, which is so typical of me. Uh, but if I do listen to music, I was telling you just a few minutes ago, it's either the Eurovision soundtrack yeah. or, <laughs> or musicals, because I grew up doing musicals, so, you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I'm, I'm expecting to hear, like, the King and I song, soundtrack. <laughs> I really love trying to leave out the uh, pretty racist <laughs> musicals. So do you have your Avenue Q Christmas Eve songs on there? <laughs> I I didn't bring any musical theater songs because I was like trying to find songs that were written by Asian Americans too, which is just never going to be the case on Broadway. So. Yeah. I've always said this, musical theater is where the most violent racism occurs. <laughs> what about the George Takei musical, Alita? Oh yeah, I've actually never listened to that one. I only heard bad things about yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as good as Allegiant, the Divergent sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, your favorite franchise. So, that's good. The first song I would like to bring is STFU by Rina Sawayama. I think I've talked about her, the song before, the music video rules. Uh, it starts with a little like sketch and it's her on a date with a white guy. And he's just saying all this stuff like, oh, I'm really surprised that you like sing in English and you know, cause you're Asian and it's just saying all this crazy stuff. And what I like about it so much is that yes, he's saying stuff that is blatantly unacceptable but he's also doing subtle things that I think many like well-meaning white people don't realize it's like a faux pas like he pours a bunch mm -hmm. of soy sauce out which isn't like offensive but it is like you shouldn't do that that's dumb <laughs> like there's subtle stuff like that he talks about how he's culturally indebted to kill bill and she's and i just like, <laughs> feel like no one really criticizes kill bill but i do feel like unspokenly asian people hate it across the board of course yeah uh also, to preface, the song is like scarier than what I would usually listen to, but scarier. It, it's like I think it's like scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's her being upset about people being racist to her, and I've listened to it a lot this year. Just whenever I'm mad, and I'm like, this is actually perfect. I'm really enjoying a song like this that I never thought I would. scary you're right and the video is kind of scary too but the line how come you don't expect me to get mad when i'm angry really hits where people are like why can't you just be chill and you're like you just said something so not cool oh, yeah wow and i love it i listen to it all the time very cool good song i feel like if you're doing an up like you guys doing an episode on asian american music or just like asian music as well at least like 
when I've tried to find music or like looked at music, I think that even if we like the Grammy nominations that came out a couple of days ago, people were like the R&B category was all black artists and the pop category was all white artists. And someone was like, yeah, I'm Asian. Like there's no way I'm ever going to get nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, I mean, Asian people have gotten nominated for Grammys and also that's also like a fully East Asian person or like her is part Filipino. Mm-hmm. Asian people do get nominated, but that is to say like the space within pop culture for Asian Americans, I think is widening with artists like Conan Gray or Rena. Mm-hmm. That's cool. My first song is um, Like a G6 by okay. Far East Movement. Okay, okay. Um, nice. I obviously like didn't find out about this song this way but kind of revisited it I was writing a paper freshman year in my music history class about Asian Americans and music history and so I was like looking up like just they hit like yeah looking up bands there were like bands in San Francisco from the 60s and all these different artists and like a G6 I guess their claim to fame is that they're the first Asian American group to ever top the Billboard Hot 100 and they did that in 2012 and they also topped iTunes charts I don't know if this was a first but like this is like a big deal and I think I also didn't realize till today when you said you were bringing the song that it was by an Asian artist yeah I didn't know that I mean I was just like reading about them today I also don't know really any other song by them or anything about them but I guess they're these three Asian friends from high school they formed the band like in the early 2000s it sounds like the first event they ever did was a charity event that had 10 performances and donated to like drug rehab centers for young teens in LA which I thought was very cool cool. Uh, and they're still making music I guess and collaborating with like Kina Grannis and k-pop artists and other Asian creators which I think is really cool and also how did it not cross my mind that Far East Movement (laughs) was Asian people when you say it like that yeah classic yeah <laughs> it does also feature two are the cataracts and dev i think are the two who i also have no idea who they are but i do wonder like were they able to top the charts only from support of other artists <laughs> okay my next song is from kishibashi um who is do you know him I had him on my list. I wasn't sure if I was going to get to him, so I'm glad that you are. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he is Japanese. Um, his mom's from Japan. Um, he went to school initially for engineering, but then um, dropped out and went to go pursue film scoring, um, but then became just like a renowned violinist. And I really like his sound. I think it's it's also like a little bit scarier than what I usually listen to, but I think I really like the violin parts in it. And, uh, yeah, like his, his alternative style, as it were. In the beginning we were scrambled together Mixed in a celestial ball and hand fluffed with a feather And the tears of bliss were not amiss It was a good day 
second day we created the earth. Yeah. And I think he also occupies a sound that is associated often with white artists, like an Andrew Bird, like a kind of a modern folk space. Yeah, totally. But like his, I mean, you can hear kind of like some Asian influences in his string, like in the background and stuff like that. And he has some songs that have Japanese lyrics. Hmm. Yeah, I love Kishibashi. Very cool dude. My next one is a song called Go Go Round This World by the band Fishman's. All their songs are kind of that like it's like kind of jazzy. I don't know. I very much like them. Ooh, yeah. With my second song, I chose Midsummer Madness by 88 Rising. 88 Rising, I was reading the like Wikipedia page on it just to like I didn't want to do them dirty with my description. But they I understand them as this like Asian collective slash record label. The the uh, what's it called? The founder described it as Disney for Asian hip hop, just in that it's this like media hub for a ton of different Asian artists. In May, they did a um, Asian Pacific American digital festival and had artists from like Jakarta and Kuala Lumpur and LA and all these different like Asian American and mixed people and Asian artists all come together. And I think right now they're really doing a lot. Make it make sense, I can't hide a heart in the black tent, I You were off the bullshit and the tablets Under 21, both savage All these blurry nights feel the same to me Nice, yeah. cool That's mine, that's it <laughs> Okay, my next person is of course Mitski yes. I remember in, at Emerson, people were like Oh, I'm gonna go see Mitski. I'm so stoked. I'm like, who is that? But she is half Japanese. She says that she reflects a lot about her cross-cultural identity as half Japanese, half American, but not fully either, which is, she says, is usually a feeling in, in a lot of her music. So very cool. She's pretty big. I'd say. Yeah. I think she's probably the biggest person who's going to be on here. Yeah. I was reading that she did like two, she toured with Lord and Pixies and very big people. So I'll play a little bit of Happy, which is one of my favorites. From oh, if you're going to take the train so I can hear it rumble, one last rumble. And when you go take this heart, I'll make no people are jealous that they're not half Japanese like her and we get to be. It makes it cool. Yeah. She's like paving a new way and that she is half and she's not like leaning into the super like appropriative route that some Asian artists take but mm. also not being like 
I'm white, I promise. And she is like sort of bridging the gap between cultures and race. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I feel like we've seen some celebs that have done that, that have only recently been like, I'm actually half, like I'm half Asian. You guys, I've been been, like trying to be white, but I'm actually half Asian. Yeah. Um, Darren Chris comes to mind. Yeah, a little Darren Chris. (laughs) A little Rob Schneider for you. (laughs) Of course, our favorite guy, Rob Schneider. Uh, But yeah, it's cool to see Mitski kind of take ownership of that be so be so cool and good totally and i know that we both cried when we listened to your best american girl the first time i don't know if you did but it's a great song i love it i love her my next song is sukiyaki i've talked about it before it is one of my favorite songs of all time q sakamoto was a very popular japanese artist in the 60s he tragically died in a plane crash when he was pretty young this was the only japanese song to ever chart in the US. I think it was in like the top 40 or something. It was a huge point of pride for Japan. And the song was named Sukiyaki by American executives because that was a Japanese word they thought people would recognize. And it translates to meat dish. And the song is about uh, the generation after World War II losing faith in their government because they were allowing the US troops to occupy Japan. And they were really just having a huge generational crisis of faith in their government, which anyway, here's meat dish. It was in the Mad Men soundtrack, it was in the Inherent Vice soundtrack, it was in the Double soundtrack. This was a very- I was just looking up where, I've heard this song before, so I was just trying to see where I've heard it from, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's in a bunch of movies, which leads me to believe it was an iconic song from the 60s. Yeah. It's a great song. I love it. It's a good song. Yeah. I'll break the mold. This is a song from From a white artist. Oh. Oh. I, with my two best friends after high school, of my little three-person best friend group, there's me, my friend Kay, who's Filipina, and then our lovely white friend Maggie. And so we went to the Philippines and Japan. We stayed with, like, Kay's relatives in the Philippines, and then my mom met up with us in Japan. But while we were in the Philippines, we were at this mall, and there was some little, like, high school band playing. And we were like, let's sit and watch them. And they were singing this song that was in Tagalog. And we, were, we asked like the girls sitting behind us who like seemed to know them or seemed to be friends with the boys. And we we're like, do you know this song? And they're like, oh yeah, it's called Mundo. And that's all they told us. We're like, okay, no way in the world we're gonna find a song called Mundo. Like in any language, that's like very hard to find. But we did some digging of like the four lyrics Kay had picked up. And so this is Mundo by IV of Spades. For, it's probably Four of Spades, but it's like Roman numeral four of Spades and just really painted summer 
want to make clear that I didn't see a free four of spades concert. It was some high school band covering this song. It, okay, got it. I was like, they're really good. <laughs> this high school band is very good. <laughs> um, my next song is also um, Filipina. This is a song I really get most of my music from watching movies. This song is from the movie Yellow Rose, which I saw in October. It's about a Filipina girl and her mother. They're immigrants and she's undocumented and her mother gets taken by ice, but she like loves country music and wants to be a country music star. And so it is performed by Ava Noblezada, who is my musical theater bring-in for today. She's in Town. She was Kim and Miss Saigon. She has two Tony nominations. She's very, very good. But the director, Diane Paragas, and a country guy, I think, named Dale Watson, <laughs> wrote the wrote a lot of the, like, the original songs for the music, or for the movie. So this is Square Pig, which is kind of like the main song that she's writing throughout the movie. This feeling don't end. I feel out of place. Song out of tune Like a velvet chair In a dusty saloon It's a great movie too. The um, director said it took her 15 years to make it, to get it made. Oh my God. Um, because nobody, she kept just hearing that nobody would want to watch a movie about that. So I would watch it. It's a, uh, I definitely recommend it. I thought it was very good. Made me cry a lot. I didn't know it was out yet. I remember hearing about it and being mm. excited about it. Wow. I saw it at a drive-in. It was very fun. Oh, it's a really pretty song. I definitely want to watch that. I am uh, not a country music person, but the songs are really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. You should watch that later. My next song is, so a while, but in the archived episodes, we talked about a song that Mac DeMarco covered called Honeymoon. <laughs> that I didn't realize was a cover. You just thought Mac DeMarco was Japanese secretly? One of those Darren Chris situations. I didn't, I was like, maybe he just decided to write a song in Japanese. Uh, the album artwork had like Asian Japanese writing on it. Anyway, it was a Haromi Hosono song. And I love the Harami Hosono version. I also like the Mac DeMarco version. And they did a live performance of this song together. And in all the YouTube comments, everyone was like, Mac DeMarco is so like nervous and like excited to get to perform with this legend and like he is like the whole time he's just like this is so cool that I so I really feel like I remember at the time we were like is this appropriative is this okay I think it's great it introduced me to someone who's extremely famous already but this was my <laughs> and it clearly came from a place of deep respect and admiration for this artist. I Yeah, and so it introduced me to a lot of this guy's music. I, w I saw a poster when I was walking with my mom for him, and I was like, oh, I know this guy. And she's like, yeah, he's like extremely famous. Um, <laughs> but here is one of his songs, and they're all good. Oh, 
really, this one is more accessible, I think, than some of his other stuff, but he gets this, like, talking heads kind of, like, experimental yeah. rock sound. Like, really it's very awesome. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Huge fan. Love him. As does, I guess, many people. <laughs> right, 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 right. But all stuff is great. I just remembered this very important fact about Like a G6 in that, well, not specifically that song, but Far East Movement notably also had a song featured in the, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift movie. Oh, wow. So That's huge. All Asian media comes back to. <laughs> do that movie. That movie actually rocks in terms of representation. Okay, I'm down. Do have any Oki in that one? Yes. I haven't seen it, so. Okay, well, we're gonna watch it. <laughs> this is also completely separate, but did you know Steve Aoki has a pizza place called Pizza Aoki? Where is it? <laughs> it's in LA. I was gonna say, it's gotta be either where Emily lives or where we live. Emily, gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. The next one I'll do is called All I Wanna Do by Jay Park. There is a Korean title. I can't claim to know what it is or how to say it. I was really into this dance company on YouTube, was and also still am, called One Million Dance. In early high school time, it was an early example to see just cool Asians doing contemporary art. And Jay Park is one of the, is a Korean performer and artist, but they would sometimes do choreography for him and he would like do collaboration videos. And so the first time I really heard about this song with him was they did choreographed a video for him. And like, they're all, a lot of the choreographers cool. from One Million Dance are in the video. And it's very fun. So fun. I'm I'm out of songs, but if you guys want to keep presenting songs, please do. I think we can probably we can call it at that roughly. Do you want to maybe do one of? Uh, do you want to do a BTS song before we leave? I feel like you'll be sad if we don't. Oh no, it's really fun. The, I guess in terms they just of put out new a new new album, right? BTS. They did. They did. B by BTS. The thing I actually wow. wanted to talk about a little bit though is in music school, I've met a lot more Asian artists and creators. And I, there are a couple of my classmates who are making multilingual music, which I think is really, really cool. And like, um, there's an artist, Mina, spelled M-I-N dot A, and she's Korean and she'll make like music that has English and Korean lyrics. And I think she lived in Korea for a couple of years, so it's like very fluent. And then there's another artist, Cecilia Galt, who is half Japanese, half Irish, I think. I do know she's half Japanese, but she just released a song called Hanasuto, which is really cool and like half Japanese, half English. And I feel like being around those types of artists has been really cool. Just like other 20-somethings living in America, figuring out this whole like cross-cultural, multilingual situation. But yeah, that's been very cool. cool. Do you feel like the representation for Asian people in music has changed? recently it's a pretty good time to be an asian creator in my opinion just in that it's i feel like it's starting to become a lot more accepted with like even a lozada i feel like there are 
I could name like a handful of Asian people who are kind of like making it in every mm -hmm. field or a lot of different fields. And so even though I still think there are institutions like the Oscars, Grammys, there are institutions that still reflect sort of a black and white situation or just white situation. Mm -hmm. I do think there's space being created that is original and not appropriative right now. So definitely. Yeah. Before we roll out, I also want to give an honorable mention. I have a ongoing playlist called Hate These Whites, which is just anytime an artist tricks me with either the name of their song or the album artwork into thinking that they're an Asian artist and they're actually just five white guys or just a white woman or something. Even the band names sometimes trick me. Yeah, there's a band called Wasuremono. It's just a bunch of white British people. How dare they? The Japanese house. I hate the Japanese yeah, house. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Only named that because her vacation house was next to Kate Hudson's vacation house, which was called the Japanese house or something. Which is also bad. Which we is need also to look bad. into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most recently, there was a band I saw called Tokyo Police Club, and their most popular song is called Your English is Good. It's all white guys. Yeah. I, I bet their English is good, though. So <laughs> it was honestly fun. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to write home about. Okay. I think Japan Droids is all white people. Astronaut Samurais, all white people, haiku, white. I don't understand why people think this is okay. I... <laughs> anyway, if people have submissions to that, it's an ongoing playlist. Yeah, it sucks too because it takes up names for actually Asian people. <laughs> yeah. Like that's... What if I wanted to be Samurai Astronauts? Which I do. <laughs> I've got my Asian, <clears throat> my Asian people playlist. And Naku's also on her Asian people playlist, the difference being none of the people on Naku's playlist are Asian. Yeah, it's an all-white <laughs> Asian people playlist. Curated by Miss Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett <laughs> herself. With input from Matt Damon, of course. Yeah, he's sort of guest DJs. Co, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, before you leave, what is the best piece of Asian American media or Asian media out there right now? Or do you have a favorite artist, like Asian artist? I will say in a lot of conversations I've had with professors, classmates, peers, about wanting to break into the Asian market or me wanting to like work in Japan or be in the Japanese music market, everyone is talking about K-pop right now. Like every, every time I'm like, can I get a job in Japan? They're like, well, I don't know about Japan, but have you heard of K-pop? That's what <laughs> I actually have, um, interestingly enough. But I think... I mean, BTS just got their first Grammy nomination um, the other day, and K-pop is doing this, like, full package thing that I think other countries aren't as focused on doing, and mm -hmm. they have, like, young kids in training to be these superstars who have the look, who have the dance skill, who have, or multilingual, who are, like, all the same height, like, they have all these crazy standards. Yeah. And I think that like you could speak to it being like, oh, it's so rigid and it's so regimented and it's like scary, these people don't have lives. But I, on the flip side of that, I was thinking the other day about Asian, East Asian countries. Like I know the most about Japan, obviously, but like I can imagine Korea has some similar cultural standards in like excellence and rule following and just like, yeah, working really hard at something. And I think in America, 
Western artists are like, I'm free, like, let me make my music. And so I think it's really cool to see what is possible from K-pop. And it's only been around for like two decades, three decades. So interesting to see where that's going next. But yeah, in general conversations, I feel like K-pop is the it thing for now and will be for a while. Yeah, I just watched the um, Blackpink documentary. And I thought that was, I didn't, I learned a lot. I didn't know that um, they like train for so many years and like you audition to get into the groups and then the groups are like narrowed down. It's very interesting. Yeah, huge. K-pop is it. I don't know if you guys have heard. Yeah. Do you have a favorite K-pop group? BTS. Yeah. I mean, they're successful for a reason. And I think this year has been really good to lead into pop music escapism. And they are really, they have so many videos, so many songs, so much content. They also have a number of Japanese albums in which they release like a few original Japanese songs and then just do like seven of their songs from the last album in Japanese. So I kind of felt Mm -hmm. like I was studying when I was listening to them. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, anything you'd like to plug before you head out? Uh, Yeah, you can find me at Camp Kona on everything. Thanks for having me on Half Asia and Half Hour. Yeah, thanks for coming over. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.